Today is Friday, March 27th, 2020, and you're listening to Corona Where's her plus carpets? Juan Wavos coming to you live from Ceviche Studios, aka my guest bedroom. I'm here to tell y'all a little story about what happened last night. Basically, I ate an edible and thought I was gonna die. Now, I know this is nothing new. This has probably happened to to, you know, all of you at least once. It's happened to me several times. I've been going pretty hard on the edibles lately. I've been feeling good about it. Sidebar, anybody get constipated off edibles? Because pretty sure that I do. I mean, in fact, I do. I say pretty sure so that I have plausible deniability. But the fact is, they make me constipated. And I can't be alone in this. Uh, so if anybody would like to chip in and share their story of edible constipation not necessarily on the podcast but just with me so i feel better about myself that's cool the lines of communication are open but so i've been going pretty hard on them i've been eating ones that i made myself and i wouldn't say i'm like a heavyweight uh by any means but i have increased my intake certainly and at the very least i know what i'm working with when i'm working with the ones that i made So I got some, if you listen to the second episode where I was talking to Kristen Garber, I was actually chewing on one that was kind of a cereal bar style and it had had been given to me uh, by a friend of mine. And also uh, when I was given that cereal bar one, there was also one that was like a a Fruity Pebbles looking Rice Krispie Treat. I happen to love Rice Krispie Treats. Uh, Shout out to the homegirl Blake Moriarty. Um, but I love Rice Krispie Treats, and I uh, was really excited to have an edible version of one. But just to play it safe, like I always do, I cut off maybe a third, maybe a quarter, probably somewhere between a third and a quarter of it, ate it, kicked back, playing some video games. I had eaten a CBD gummy earlier in the day, but I don't ever really feel anything off those. But I ate one because I was headed into a stressful situation, and I thought perhaps it would, uh, would help me out. So I ate that. Empty stomach, I don't know. I'd had some food that day. You know, regular me. I'm chilling back. I'm playing some video games. It's It starts kind of kicking in. And I've been wanting to get like a little handled, you know, like where you're like feeling it, you know, where you're like really feeling it. That starts happening. I'm stoked. And then I start thinking, okay, I feel it. It's coming on strong. Better eat something. Go to the kitchen. I eat like half a banana. I eat a granola bar. I feel like I eat something else. I can't remember what it is. I think I have some chocolate. So I think, okay, I've just put a damper on it, but it it keeps just getting stronger and stronger. And pretty soon I can't play the video game anymore. My eyes are starting to get out of focus. Things are becoming very difficult. And I think, okay, relax. You got this. I'm saying uh, like you got this and it's fine and it's all good. You know, I'm saying that stuff to myself over and over again, but things are getting pretty bad. I'm definitely doing the thing where you put your face in your hands and you cradle your face and you kind of breathe and you know, run your fingers through your hair and hope it gets better. I'm petting the cat. It's not really helping. Then I realize, okay, I'm in that spot where it's just too much. And I'm still amazed that I've eaten so little of this, this, this item. So of course I start thinking, 
Remember back in the day when things were laced, when you thought everything was laced? So I don't think it's laced, but I think maybe it's got something in it that I don't know. I, maybe it's like extra and I, I didn't get the memo. So I'm panicking a little bit. The panic starts to grow. I'm laying down. I'm, I'm freaking out. The cat's laying on me. It's not soothing me. I get up, I hold my face in my hand some more, then the panic attack really kicks in. My heart is beating insanely, my thoughts are insane. I'm mostly worried about my heart though. That's the classic, you know, you're having a heart attack, you're gonna die. And even though I know it's classic, and even though I know I'm not gonna die, it doesn't help the fact that I'm totally gonna fucking die. So, start panicking like really, 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 really hard. I know I've said that a million times. Uh, but I just keep making it worse and I just keep making it worse. And then it starts feeling like the craziest I feel like it's ever felt in my life. At which point I think I'm actually going to die. I'm not going to die from a weed overdose, but I'm going to die because my panic has built upon itself so much that I'm going to actually give myself a heart attack. By the way, I do think, do I have coronavirus? Of course, those thoughts come too. I'm thinking, am I sweaty? Am I shaky? Am I nauseous? Because I am a little bit of all those things. And I think, oh God, I have the coronavirus. I, that's got to be it. But then I think, what are the odds that the coronavirus is going to kick in right when this edible is going to kick in? I'm like, that seems like a pretty crazy coincidence that they both just come on at the same time. But so I'm thinking I'm going to die by myself because I'm on quarantine. I can't call anybody. Nobody wants to come over and babysit me because we're all scared of each other. But I just know that I'm having a heart attack. I feel like I am really having a heart attack. And some shit's definitely happening. I mean, my heart is beating crazy. I'm hearing it like beating in my head. Uh, you know, it's like the sound bites of a movie when the person's dying of heart failure. I go outside. I'm on the stoop. I'm clutching myself. If I had pearls, I would be clutching them. Uh, but I'm clutching myself, I'm clutching my chest. I really hope my neighbors don't look out the window because it's the middle of the day and I'm basically having a heart attack on the front stoop of my house in my quiet uh, residential neighborhood. And I actually, I kid you not, I dial 911, I push send, and then I push end because I just can't, I can't be going out like that, you know? But it also scares me to think that like n normally, you know, people could just call cops or whoever firefighters all the time for this kind of shit. But like, yo, there's much bigger fish to fry right now. I mean, there's probably bigger fish to fry than me having a fucking weed panic attack in general, but there's much bigger fish to fry right now. And I'm not going to waste a bed in an emergency room. I don't want to, I don't want them to come over here and laugh at me. I don't want to cause a scene in my neighborhood. I'm kind of and this is not saying much. This is definitely not saying much. But I'm kind of like the alpha male of like my little group of houses. And I can't show weakness, you know? So I can't have ambulances and cop cars out in front of my house causing a, a big scene. You know, I've got to maintain appearances here. So I don't, I don't call, I don't call the police, but I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to die. The adrenaline of knowing that I just dialed 911 and hung up gives me just enough clarity to call my neighbor, who's a good friend of mine. And we have kind of co-mingled recently. So, you know, I don't think the coronavirus, if, if we got it, we got it. But thank God he's home. He came over. He babysat me for about an hour and a half. Um, I took some Xanax. I watched Trailer Park Boys. And eventually I came back to reality. But all the adrenaline I had from almost dying, I was shivering, I was shaking. Uh, I could barely lift a cup of water. And of course I had that feeling where I thought, oh God, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. That's another classic one. It's definitely a classic one if you're tripping too hard. Um, but yeah, am I, am I stuck? Is this, is this me? Is this the new me to be forever, forever shaky and weird and awkward? 
So fortunately, I ended up surviving the great quarantine edible overdose of 2020. And for that, I feel blessed. Want to talk real quick about something that I saw at the grocery store uh, the other day, maybe even yesterday, aka the day that I was dying of my edible overdose. Uh, I saw a woman at the grocery store. She had a face mask on, which is not really that surprising at this point in time. But she had a face shield over her entire face. So she had one of those plastic... I mean, it's not a welding mask. It's kind of like almost like what the dentist, I think, wears these days, maybe. But it's basically a clear plastic shield. Uh, she had that in front of her entire face, her own portable sneeze guard, and a face mask on. I was really uh, impressed by that. And, of course, she had on gloves. That was pretty awesome. That was really taking it to the next level. So shout out to her. Got some upcoming guests I wanted to shout out. Um, tomorrow, Saturday, I'm going to be talking with my boy Lachlan Sisloff, a.k.a. Lockjaw, a.k.a. Slow Mo, a.k.a. Slow Nato. This guy... What can I say about this guy? He's a uh, tiki drink extraordinaire. He's a marine biologist. Uh, he's a member of Cock Diesel Fitness, um, a gym franchise that uh, him and myself run. He's a authority on all things hip-hop, quite a, uh, a hip-hop trivia encyclopedia. He's got one of the fattest, most overblown uh, Costanza wallets I've ever seen. So reverse shout-out for that. He's a great friend. And he lives in New Orleans, which is currently a hotbed of coronavirus activity, supposedly due to Mardi Gras. But you know, the media says a lot of stuff. He's actually down there on the front lines, so to speak. So I'd love to hear what he has to say about that. So we're going to have him on the show tomorrow. Sunday, got a very special interview, hopefully, with Victoria Bulabasis. Probably saying her name wrong. She's going to say it right on the show. What can I say about Victoria? We got a journalist, a writer, a DJ, a filmmaker, a cook. Probably speaks like five different languages. She's going to tell me what I left out. She's also hilarious. Really looking forward to having her on the show. Next week, thinking about doing Raleigh week. Getting all the people in Raleigh. But hopefully amongst whoever we get that's in Raleigh is Raleigh's own Local superstar, back from toiling abroad in Los Angeles, California. Always killing it musically, always killing it in real life. Always fun to talk to. The one, the only, Stuart McLam. Or as his friends call him, Stu McLam. He's got some new music out. I love it. Can't wait to talk about it. That edible, though. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I just kept saying, it's too much. This is too much. I definitely asked why a lot. Why is it so strong? Who did this? Why did they do it? At one point, my I was so shaky, I thought my all my muscles were atrophying and I was literally going to just be a, a puddle, a puddle of a man for the rest of my days. I was just in a world of hurt. It was a world of misery. And uh, I almost called the cops on myself. And then literally thought about the cop who called the cops because he had eaten too many brownies and thought he was dying. I just couldn't go out like that. I couldn't go out like a too high cop, you know? What a shitty way to go out. Um, but I just knew I was going to die from a heart attack by myself under quarantine. 
thanks to the coronavirus. Give it up for the coronavirus. <laughs> thanks for checking out this update. And we will see you in a couple of For those of you keeping track, I also wanted to say that I'm still keeping it real with no-nut quarantine. Anybody else out there doing a no-nut quarantine? It's getting it's getting increasingly difficult. I am, you know, usually when you do a no-nut situation, you know that there'll be a nut at some point in the future. You can visualize a future nut to help get through the time of no-nuts. But in this bleak day and age, there's really no future nut. There's no, uh, as Theo Vaughn would say, there's no carrot. I have no carrot other than my own, I don't know. I don't know. My own something that I'm, I'm hoping to gain from this, but I'm still in it to win it. I don't think it's been a week, but it's been almost a week. Uh, I'll be keeping you posted. That's the other problem. If I, if I nut, I'll have to confess it live on air and that's fine. I'm not ashamed or I wouldn't be talking about this in the first place, but if anybody would like to get on a, on a no-nut quarantine, like to join in, the lines of communication are open, so hit me up. Shout out to my social media. You can find me on Instagram at, at Juan underscore Huevos. That's J-U-A-N underscore H-U-E-V-O-S. Please don't ever spell Huevos, J-U-E-V-O-S, like my buddy Ned Phillips always does, even though we're like BFFs and he can't spell my name right. Don't spell it that way. I'm on Twitter, uh, probably the same, maybe all one word, not really sure. If you type Juan Huevos into the Googles, you'll find what you need. Find me, follow me, talk to me about what you hear on the podcast, tell me it all. Tell me where this sample comes from. No nut. <laughs> <laughs>